you have to have your little nest egg so you feel comfortable um, but once you get you know a good nest egg it just you can start investing and it just compounds upon itself i like to buy land raw land and sell that hmm. i've done well with that how long do you typically hold it for before you try to sell it well definitely a year okay well, well you no have doubt. to right yeah, yeah. um if you, I mean, I've sold stuff before a year. The one I flipped, I, I did. But um, I try to do a year. But like land, you know, I think it's just you've got to be a study the market. Yeah. No, you know, you can't pay top, 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 top. But yeah. I mean, just searching for deals, you know. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of Elevate. I am excited that you're here because I'm excited to share with you our conversation with Sandy Clayton from the Clayton Group at KW Upstate. Sandy, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So it was really cool talking to you when you came in. Um, you know, you're a team lead in the KW office and uh, and, you know, you're currently actively searching for a new member for your team right now, which we'll get to in just a little bit. Yes. But you've been an agent for 17 years, 17 years in august 17 years in august yes. such a long time yeah <laughs> okay so i've got to know because i meet so few agents and realtors i mean who who have been in it for quite that long yes i've got to know what's the secret to making it past your first five years right do you remember back to your first five years i do what was um, it like getting into it was it was awkward yeah. honestly um I had more of a career in accounting and I was to myself at a computer. Um, so this allowed me the outlet that I wanted, honestly, I was sick of sitting in a computer <laughs> to um, talk with people and interact with people, but also have that quiet computer time. Yeah. Um, but I think the secret to it all is just staying on your lead generation. I mean, everybody's going to say that, but it's really so, so true. Um, and just treating people the way you want to be treated, um, showing them that you're going to work hard for them. Yeah. Um, and just treating them like family. That's very cool. I, yes. you know, I think, I think it's really interesting because you, a lot of agents get into it and, uh, and I've heard this phrase a lot that it's a relationship business. Yes. Can, does that feel right to you? Just to, that, that kind of a thousand percent. Yeah. Like some of my clients are literally like my family. Like I have a client recently who had a major medical issue. Oh no. Like out of the blue and I found out about it and I was so distraught. Um, I, I don't know if you can see this, but I basically like cut my hand open with a knife when oh, I was no. making dinner. Oh. Something I would never normal. I'm not accident prone. I'm not. Right. You know, I was just so distraught over it because these people literally become your family. Yeah. And he was in a situation and it just broke my heart, you know. Mm. So um, you do become very close and it is a very relationship oriented business and you want those repeat clients over and over and over again and their family members and their friends and very so, cool. yes that, that makes total sense you've been with kw now for you i think you said all 17 years right yes you've been with kw for all 17 greenville years. upstate yes greenville I'm, upstate yeah yes so i'm just curious why you know first off how did you go about choosing a brokerage and and maybe it's different today what the advice you would give for somebody who's just starting out yes you know how how do you help new agents who's like, I don't know where to hang my, my license. I'm trying to figure out where to go. That's probably one of the biggest things. And honestly, there's also a lot of agents that are moving brokerages. Like it seems like every, every other person that I talk to is, is going somewhere new. So how do you, how do you, what advice would you get for people who's trying to figure out, you know, 
I need to, I need to, I need to find my place. I need to find the place that I can plant my seeds and I can grow. Right. I wouldn't say that I'm one of those people who are like, yeah, I researched like 10 brokerages and you know, interviewed. <laughs> right. I didn't do that at all. Right. I just kind of fell into Keller Williams. Um, just so happens it was a great fit for me. Um, I started out, um, my sister um, was a Keller Williams agent when I started. She had a team. Gotcha. And so organically, I just joined her team. That's cool. Um, it's not like I searched any other outfits right but for me it's been a great fit that's cool um i think the training has been the biggest thing there's a lot of other perks um but long story short for me the training um the environment in the office um very just family oriented i'm not in the upstate office too too much these days because i have my own freestanding office yeah but when i'm there it's just honestly like family everybody treats you you know great and are just so helpful and kind and um i think that's you know one of the biggest reasons and two i've had my broker license since 2010 oh so people are like you know especially when you're in a small town like me um a lot of people are like oh why don't you just start your own brokerage right and I'm just like, I have no desire, desire. <laughs> right. to do that. Not that I, I feel like I could be a broker in charge. That wouldn't be a problem. Sure. But it's just, I think, honestly, I'm a rare bird. I'm with a bigger brokerage in a small town when everybody else is with, you know, their own smaller, you know, boutique brokerages. Gotcha. And here I am with a bigger company. So I think that differentiates differentiates me and then also um i get a ton of referrals like through the um this is talking probably over people's heads who don't know about keller williams but we have a whole um command system and people send me referrals um through that system that basically pay for my cap so why would i go anywhere oh wow And, and has that been consistent because i think that that's that's an interesting tidbit that a lot of people probably don't know, right? Right. I mean, because a lot of people are looking at what you're paying to be a part of the brokerage and they're sitting there thinking to themselves, you know, like, I, number one, I, I might not even sell enough or help people buy enough to be even cover the, you know, cover the expense of, of being here at this right. brokerage. So that's the first kind of concern. So you're saying that you're just being a part of the system. You're, you're receiving enough leads to be able so, to cover generally speaking. Definitely. Cool. At this point. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was like that year one through five or mm. one through seven. Mm. I wouldn't expect that anybody to walk in and just automatically start boom getting i I don't want to misconstrue um i would say it really more happened after year seven is when that and especially when keller williams um formulated this whole um command section our referral section through command yeah is when you can tap in i can go in there anywhere that they operate i can go in and see okay these are the agents that are doing the business um these are you know their buyer-led closings their seller-led closings and i can go in there and see and just read bios on them um and see who i want to send my referrals to Hmm. so it's also a good asset in that respect but um obviously the more you know sales you have people 
you get more recognition in that respect and more referrals. A hundred percent. And I think it's, I think it's good for people to know upfront going into it. Hey, like it, you can get it there, you know, but it's going to take that five to seven years of yes. building, not, not only just building your own business, but also building the reputation, you know, in the system among the other agents. Yes. That, that makes total sense. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious when you first started, what was the primary market that you were that you were going after, you know, was it? I mean, were you first time home buyer in the, in the beginning? Were you were you doing a lot of expired listings? Like, what was the things that you were going after and that you were spending your time on? So my first seven years were all it was all buyer led. Gotcha. I didn't do any listings until year seven. Gotcha. So I've focused on honestly, probably a lot of the market that most agents didn't want. Gotcha. Um. I did a lot. Of, I've done a lot of land over the years. Interesting. Lots, small lots, land. Which makes a, which makes sense being out where you are, right? Yes. Uh, you yes. Know, and, and so a lot Rural of area. Uh, yeah. So so you're you're servicing, but like you said earlier, you're kind of the 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 team that's out in a more rural area, yes. right? Yes. And so that would make total sense for that for the place that you live and the place that you that you uh, that you enjoy spending your time. Yeah, I've always done land, um, a lot of manufactured homes. A lot of agents don't want to do manufactured homes. Hmm. Um, so I've always embraced them um, because they're more complex deals to do. The financing, the whole foundation underneath hmm. is a whole separate thing detitling um a lot of those words are probably striking fear in yeah yeah more seasoned agents but yeah i've always done weird stuff i mean honestly i do commercial oh stuff. wow yeah i've sold um funeral homes oh like, wow yeah just anything you need <laughs> i gotta ask you after this about selling a funeral home because <laughs> right? i got i've got lots of questions oh yeah oh yeah i've got answers <laughs> but um just I think anything weird and unique, honestly, that nobody else wanted to touch, I fully embraced it. Wow. And um, I think so, that helped too. Yeah. And I, I think I think what's interesting about that, just from a 30,000 foot level, is that, you know, every time you are approached with a new type of sale, yes, you're having like there's a there's another learning curve you're going through. Oh, yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. like like you were, you were throwing out a lot of a lot of uh, did you work with a lot of investors on the on the mobile home front? Um. Not not a whole lot. Okay, I was just yeah, it was just curious. But it's interesting how you know for the most part when you're uh, kind of moving into another type of home sale uh, or like you know dealing with commercial versus dealing with resi or dealing with you know a mobile home versus dealing with land, right? They all kind of have their own learning curves. So over the seventeen years, I can't imagine how many times. And I guess it was after the first five or seven, but. Like, I can't imagine how many times you were going into a new thing going, okay, well, let me, like, how does this work? Like, you know, and that's, that's not easy for most people, right? Most people kind of want to find their lane and, and stay comfortable that's and what, then just try to dial in on that, on that yes, one thing. Yes, and to their small little geographic area, a lot of people don't want to work multiple counties. Gotcha. And I've always done that as well. Because you're licensed in North Carolina as well, right? Licensed in North Carolina as well. Wow. Um, but yeah, I've always worked Spartanburg County, Greenville County, Pickens County, um, some Northern Anderson and Northern Lawrence counties. Um, I really haven't done much in Cherokee, hmm. but going across the border, um, Polk County yeah. and Rutherford County. Yeah, that makes that. So, and, and again, though, what I think what's what's so cool about that is, especially being a team leader, you have a breadth of knowledge about a lot of different type of yeah, real estate, I mean, right? We used to detitle mobile homes for our clients. Wow. I mean, that's typically something 
you know attorneys do yeah but it was and it, when we got super super busy we had to kind of scale that back but when things were slower I mean, we would detitle for them. You were handling a lot of the process yes. yourself. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. So so talk to me, because I know that right now you're looking for a person to come on your team. Yes. Talk to me right for a second. You know, let's let's assume that uh, a person uh, you know, chooses to hang their uh, license at a broker that mm -hmm. has teams and it kind of has that structure. Right. You know. How do you find the right team? Okay, you've made the decision to be at the brokerage. Cool. So now you 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 want to find that person, or you want to find that team that you can again, I'm sure, learn from, right? Mm -hmm. And find a place where you can excel. What 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 advice would you have a person who's looking for the right team and the right team leader to to uh, to uh, to walk side by side with? I think you need to just obviously interview with people, but find somebody who can cast a vision that mirrors what you want your life to look like. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, I, I want my people to have a life outside of real estate. Um, I don't, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm up at 10, 10 o'clock at night doing this and that and the other. And that's, there's a time and place for that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're negotiating a contract, but just, you can't be on 24 hours a day and just finding somebody, if that's important to you is having that work-life balance, finding a brokerage or a team lead that also shares that same, you know, mindset. philosophy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now I'm sure some ears are perked up because they're, they're thinking to themselves, wait a minute, I haven't heard anybody else. I haven't heard a single agent talk about, you know, uh, live life, work balance. Why right. Not? Yeah. So I, I think they're I mean, sitting there thinking we're all working, right? Right. Right. It's to, it's to live a, a fulfilling life. Yes. Yeah? So I think this is, we didn't plan on talking about this, no. but I'm curious, what does that look like for you? You know, like how, you know, again, I asked you earlier how you've been in it for 17 years and mm -hmm. what the secret was. And I would suspect that you've probably been able to strike a pretty healthy balance that's allowed you to, again, you know, focus on living a fulfilling life, right? And and have some time to focus on your family. I, as a mom, like, I can't imagine, I'm, I'm always yeah. so in awe of agents who are, are moms, you know, yeah. and, and doing this kind of, this line of work, uh, just because everything- that's my number one priority, yeah. is being a mom. And there wasn't anything ever work-wise that was gonna take me away from, you know, being the best I could be at that job. So how'd you put boundaries around it then? Honestly, because so much of it, the client, the client can gain control, right? Yes. Like yes. you can, like the, the person that you're trying to serve or the people or the family or whatever that you're trying to serve, it can get out of hand. And I think that's probably, if you let it, yes. if you let it. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of new agents struggle with for sure. Right. And that's yeah. really what leads to a lot of burnout, I'm, uh, you know, early on. Definitely. I mean, you have to set your hours that you are available for them and then hours, you know, with your family emergencies do pop up sure but yeah we tr and too we try to um fight fires before you know they even turn into like we're always looking for um what could possibly go wrong I how can we um you know there's something going on in a transaction how can we kind of squash that during business hours hmm. so we're not having a panic attack at 9 p.m yeah um we're not fighting a fire we don't we don't like that we want things to go as smooth as possible not only for us but for them um we want we want our clients to have the smoothest seamless experience as possible so if there's something we see maybe a title issue that we uncover while we're getting the listing prepared we're going to try to figure that out before we even come to market because we don't want to have problems um 
what was your question? No, that's um, no, that's great. You're talking about putting up, you know, guardrails. Yes. But I think, but I th you, you're a hundred percent right. You know, yes. swimming upstream of the problems. So like once you experience something, looking at it and going, okay, so how can I prevent this from taking time away from my family again in the future? Yeah. Right? And I think too, for me, and this is not new agents. I don't feel like they should feel like they've got to work 24 seven and I'm not advocating for that. But I think too, it comes with time in the business like for me um when i became a single mom um, i had a one-year-old and i had a three-year-old and i had only done buyer side of the business well buyer side of the business is a lot of times after five 100 percent. so i'm and like, weekends yes yeah. yes well at that time um my ex he was the one getting the listings so i had the buyers so we separated and Got i became it. a single mom and so then my you know train of thought was how am i going to do this mm -hmm. like i've got to be home for my baby my babies like at the time that they need me and so that's when i decided i've got to do listings hmm. i've got to have that as my primary focus so i can control my time and so then from there the team built I hired a buyer's agent um, that had more flexibility in the evenings than I did. Hmm. That was their, you know, availability and um, just assistance to help both of us. Oh, that makes sense. So how, how did you make the, the transition? It was, it was a difficult to, to move from scary. a buyer's agent to a, to a listing agent. It was so intimidating and scary because that's all I had known. Um, and it's a because, completely different set of skills. Right. I mean, I, it, it, I, it, I've always thought to myself, and again, I've never talked about it to anybody about this, but I've always thought to myself, most agents, when they come in, typically are buyer's agents, right? Yeah. Like, t that's, that's very typical. Yeah. That, that's generally what happens. But most people always have in the back of their head, you know, I, I well, most people have kind of a long range plan. They're always kind of thinking to themselves, eventually I want to move over to a listing agent because sure. of the advantages that comes along with it, right? Sure. Um, but I've always thought it would be tough, I think, to spend, in your case, five, seven years, like building up the systems, the processes, the lead generation for, you know, for being a great buyer's agent and to having a constant stream of business coming your way. And then to like having to essentially stop all that, which I know you didn't, I, I know you didn't like fully stop and, and go cold turkey, but. But the leads, the new leads did stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. So that transition I'm sure was scary. I mean, it was basically like starting over in your business. Yes. from the beginning yes what is that is that accurate yes wow it was terrifying wow yeah and so i was like okay i've got to make this work i was at a really low time in life just everything sure. that was going everything on. was coming at the same time yeah. yes like a situation that i never thought i would be in mm. um and so there was a class that i signed up for you may or may not have heard of this before but it's called bold it's mm -mm. offered through keller williams oh cool and it's like an eight-week intensive class. You meet one day a week, all day, for mm. eight weeks. And through that class, um, I just think I was very receptive to the message at that time in my life. <laughs> yeah. More than any other time because I just was – I was searching for something. Yeah. I was – not for a quick fix. I knew – there was no such thing. There's no but, easy button. No, there was no easy button. But I was searching for something at that point in my life. And then I took that class and it just resonated with me. Because um, I think it's more like focusing on why are you doing this? Hmm. Like, what is your true like purpose? Your, you know, 
setting goals, huge goals, goals so big that you're just like, you look at it, you write it down on the paper and you're like, really? <laughs> That's not me. No, like I can't I do can, I can't do that. No. I can never get there. And so they have you, I mean, there's so many things I could talk about through this class, but I know we're not going to get into all that. But just one of the things was writing down goals for the next year and then they take that away from you and then a year later they mail it to you <laughs> wow so so uh this might be too too much candidness and too much honesty at the end of the year do you remember that first year were you able were you did you find yourself at least on track to to hit the goals I hit everything yes nicely done and i'm going to tell you i never in a million years thought i would and I cried. When that letter showed up and I read that letter, I bawled my eyes out. Why? Because I just, it was so like profound. And it wasn't even stuff about, it wasn't even all about the business. It mm. was all, it was personal, mm. very personal um, goals as well that had nothing to do with real estate. And I read all of it and everything happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can really do this. Mm. Like if I set my mind to it, and that's what I love about real estate is there's no ceiling. You can do as little as you want or you can do as much as you want. And there's no one there to tell you that you've got to stay at this level. Yeah, that's, that's so well I love said. that. That's well said. Yeah, I've always I've always uh, one of the amazing things about owning a business and this, uh, this is a business of any kind, right? Like the, whether you're in real estate or not. The business exists to basically serve the goals and the interests of the business owner, right? Like mm -hmm. you can make it what you want. Exactly. And you can design it around what kind of lifestyle you want to have, right? right? It's so interesting. So, so many times I'll talk to newer agents and one of the first conversations I'll have with them typically is around like, so what, what's your goals? Like, why are you in real estate? Most of the time, there's not a whole lot there. They're not really clearly defined, right? They're like, well, I just, um, you know, it, at the end of the day, they don't say it, but at the end of the day, it's, well, I just want to make money, right? Like that's, they think that it's an easy way or easier way, or at least it's a pathway. Maybe mm -hmm. if it's not the easiest thing ever, it's right. a pathway to be able to make as much money as you, as you want. Right. That's what attracts everybody to the business. And then the flexibility. Everybody thinks that there's a lot of flexibility in the early days and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, it's funny that you said the message for me hit at the right time. It did. Because it's really funny that the more people I come across, the more people I talk to, the more that I realize, honestly, they're just not ready to hear the message at where they are in their life right now. Like no. they're just not ready. They don't have the experiences that's lined up for them in a way that's yes. made them think about the right questions to ask themselves in order to then fully receive really what the truth is, right? Yep. And to be able to set those goals and think about like, what what's the life that I really want for myself? What are the activities that I'm gonna have to do on a daily basis that are gonna make these results happen? And I think that that class set up a whole system that I was searching for. That's very cool. Um, do, you, do you find yourself still referring back to it? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's little state. I mean, just there's little statements you learn in the class. No pressure, no diamonds. I mean, there's so many I could say I that. Um, that always come back to me at any given like situations that happen. Beth, um, Beth Torrance, she was my teacher. I'll never forget her for the first, I've taken the class three times, but the first time was definitely the most profound for me. Um, but she, um, was an excellent teacher. Hmm. She was, she was who God appointed for Sandy Clayton to show up to 
teach this class. Like, perfect. She just was so good. Um, she's, I don't think she's on the road teaching it anymore, but um, if anybody has a chance to take something from her, I would highly recommend it. That's cool. But, um, but yeah, like, I think that was the turning point for me from being just mediocre, um, mediocre mindset to, wow, this is really so much bigger than me. And, you know, let's just go for it. Let's just, who cares? You know, this is one life you have to live. You might as well just push and do the best you can do. Well Instead said. Instead of just living, you know, average. <laughs> well said. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we could, and we could talk about like that all day. We could talk about <laughs> goals and goal setting and, yes. and, and the importance of it uh, all day long. Cause I, I firmly believe that's a lot of the books that I read. It kind of revolves around how to, how to do those, those things. Um, I, I want to talk about the, the person who's looking for the right team again, really quick. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I remember, I off that. Yeah, it's that. okay. No, it's okay. So we talked about how to find the right team. I'm curious from your perspective, from a yes. team lead perspective, yes. what are the characters and qualities that you're looking for in the person, right? Like, and again, that's going to be a little different for everybody. It's going to be a little different sure. for every team lead, but sure. just as a use case, like, well, I think somebody who just has like a no fail mindset, hmm. um, like they're going to show up and do the activities. And I think that's hard to interview for like people. Right say a lot of things right and right. they don't always deliver <laughs> the, the first day is a lot different than the 10th <laughs> yes <laughs> right um but just somebody who's willing to put in the time um someone who really wants to see people succeed like success you know through others hmm. um open to learning not just okay i know how to do this like you know i don't i don't need you like I don't know the best. I mean, this job is forever changing. Right. I'm not saying my methods are always the best. Like, if there's something I can learn from someone else, just having the open mind to do that and not be closed off to it. Um, be willing to do um, scripts practice. Because um, a lot of this talking on the phone to people, you know, in the conversations we have as realtors, they don't come naturally. Um, so someone who's open to learning, being learning-based, um, willing to show up for classes at the office to learn more. I mean, I'm still trying to take all the classes I can, and I've mm. been, you know, you just never stop, um, I think, if you want to be successful, because this industry is always changing. Everything about it is changing. The loans, the people, the laws, you've really got to stay fresh with all of that. Um, and just just work hard, you know, and treat people the way you want to be treated. I don't think I can express that any more than anything. The business will come if you truly care about people and you are doing everything in your power to make sure the transaction goes well for them. Hmm. They are going to refer you to their friends. I mean, it's just a given. Hmm. That, that's the perfect segue, I think, for the last portion of this conversation, okay. which is you mentioned uh, earlier that most of your business, you, 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 you dug into the numbers and you realized that last year, really all of your business or most of your business was referral based, right? Yes. Which I think is like, you know, heaven on earth for any agent. And, and every, that's what everybody's trying to generate, right? It was a huge shift for us. Interesting. 
because like 20, I'd say 2014, 2015 through mid 2021, I was just focused on prospecting. Um, Not that we didn't have past clients come back to us. I mean, Mm -hmm. we did, Mm -hmm. but it just wasn't the number that Mm. it's been like the past year and a half. Mm. Um, And to me, that's just a testament to our process and just how we're taking care of people. But yeah, I was strictly focused on prospecting to just, you know, random people, you know, 2014 through mid 2021. What was it like that most of your year was spent with people that you've already served? I think it was just more relaxing. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you kind of know the temperament of the, you know, the personalities you're, right. you're working with and, right. you know, it was easier. You knew it was more consistent. It felt more consistent. Hmm. It's really interesting because this is, and this is, this is a principle of all businesses, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, uh, the issue with, uh, a lot of lead generation is when it really takes over your entire revenue strategy, right? So a business typically is always looking for the next client. The business is always looking for the next person. They're always looking for the next sale, right? Right. And they're always looking for that new, new person instead of cultivating the people that they've already served, right? Yes. What is the lifetime value of the person that you bring into your business? And if you start thinking about it that way, you know, and, and you say to yourself, yeah, sure. Like this person's budget is 500 K, you know, well, the first time, right? But like, what about the second time? Right. What about the third time? Right. Right. You've already worked so hard. And this is the thing I've never understood about a lot of agents and and their business strategies. You work so hard to bring in that that lead and you've worked so hard to cultivate them into a client and you've worked so hard to 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 build a great experience for that person. Right. Um, There's not a whole lot left that you have to do in order to keep in contact with that person. And to, 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 to have them become a repeat, uh, you know, client and to offer referrals too, but to just be repeat client. Um, a lot of agents always, uh, it always seems to me like they're, they're like serve one person onto the next, you know, and instead of really spending time cultivating their current client base, do you find that as well? I do. And I think I've been guilty of it too. I uh, mean, you just get so involved in the day to day. Sometimes yeah. it just, it's not always what you, you know, you should be calling your past clients. You yeah. Know? And sometimes it's just, I think they say like 11% of agents keep in touch the way they should. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really low. low. Yeah, it's really low. It's impressively low. Yeah, yeah, it's really low. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I've seen that in my own experience, you know, and, and I get it. And I understand the pressure that everybody feels because like you made that sell. That's great. Now I gotta, go, I gotta go get the next, like, I understand the pressure. Yes. I, I get it. Yes. Um, but I think that there's a huge opportunity that I don't see a whole lot of agents, uh, focusing on. Yeah. And that's something that we are actively trying, trying to, to tap, figure out. We're trying to tap into it more, mm-hmm. um, to, um, you know, we, I have two full-time admin and they're pretty much involved with their, you know, activities. So we are trying to make time to plan more client events, plan more activities for them, giveaways. Like, you know, we want to get there and do more because we see the value in it based off the ones we've done in 2022. Huge return on investment. So that's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. And and again, like you said, like, I think that's the side that nobody thinks about is it's just fun it's more like it's when you get to have those people that you've worked with before come back and you're like hey you've got you've got a baby oh my gosh you know and like you get to it it's very cool to see the growth to me 
I was a, I was a teacher and I, I taught for 10 years. And one of the coolest things about being a teacher was getting to see someone come in the sixth grade and staying with them all the way through the 12th grade yes, and seeing how they grow right. and seeing how things change. Right. Yep. That relationship business that you talked about earlier, the same thing, it's the same thing. Like to stay in touch, to see the the family's evolution, or to see the person's evolution, right? Yes. And to uh, and, and you're and helping th them build wealth like all yeah. the while, you <laughs> which know? is not, it's a whole separate topic. Yeah, yeah. that's a whole that's a whole topic, that's a whole different it's thing. A big topic, but it's it's a big deal though. Yes. you know, it's a big deal. I mean, I, I tell people all the time that. My wife and I, our, our first home purchase was the launching point. Mm -hmm. Like that was the thing that we were able to take the equity that we had built, take it into the next thing. And then we were oh, able yeah. to pull our equity and take that into an investment. Like oh, yeah. those are all things that is a massive deal that most people don't consider. Cause again, we're not looking for enough to the future. I've never and lost money on real estate investment. <laughs> I know I'm probably one of those rare people, That's but cool. I never have. What do you invest in? I mean, I flipped a house in 2020 myself. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Have you ever, was that your first one? Yes. Yeah, have you, <laughs> this is, and we're, man, we're about to go off the rails. I, have you, have you, I, I, that's the other thing that's always confused me. And I'm curious yeah. to see what you think. Why don't more agents invest themselves? Well, I think it's one of those, like you get, it's that scarcity mindset too. I think too, you just feel like, what if things, you know, what if the market turns? Sure. You have to have your little nest egg so you feel comfortable. Um, but once you get, you know, a good nest egg, it just, you can start investing and it just compounds upon itself. I like to buy land, raw land, and sell that. Hmm. I've done well with that. How long do you typically hold it for before you try to sell it? Well, definitely a year. Okay. Well, well you no have doubt. to, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you, I mean, I've sold stuff before a year. The one I flipped, I, I did, but um, I try to do a year. But like land, um, so can, can I ask you about that? Sure. Yeah, because I'm curious. Like, because yeah. we've never done that before. Yeah. We we my wife and I we had just seen a piece of land. They had purchased the land. They had flipped it. They had zoned it to commercial, mm -hmm. right? Which I think was probably a, a really good idea. And now they're selling it for twice the price they bought it for. Right. And we were like, that's interesting. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like what's the, what's, what's the philosophy here about uh, purchasing land? Well, I mean, have you ever seen land really go down in value? No, never, no, <laughs> <laughs> never. I mean, enough said, um, you know, I think it's just, you've got to be a study the market. Yeah. No, you know, you can't pay top, 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 top. But yeah. I mean, just searching for deals, you know, um, are you usually looking for like info lots, like like spaces and neighborhoods that hasn't been built on yet? Or are you looking for wide acreage? Like what? Me more acreage. Okay, gotcha. I'd rather find an acreage piece that I could maybe split up if that's a possibility. Gotcha. So I actually fell into one that was already um, had lots, not completely subdivided, but had four to five lots already. So it, well, I fell into it. Cool. I don't know how I fell into it, but I did. Um, so that was really cool and beneficial. Um, but yeah. So so is that simply because you can buy a, a large acreage and then once you split it up, you're able to make More a profit money. just because you're able to split it up into yeah. smaller segments and sell it exactly. off that way, right? It's that makes sell sense. for a higher price when it's smaller. Than what about utilities? Like, do you do you try to make sure the utilities are already in place on that piece of land or? Well, or yeah. can it be totally raw and you'll just sell it raw and then leave it, it leave it to raw. the builder? Like one time I had to grant easement across my property to get power to the lots that I'd sold because they got it, which was fine. Of course, I'm going to grant the people the power. They sure you know, they're building houses and so they need it. Yeah. But yeah, um, not always. Very, 
I wouldn't recommend that to anybody else. <laughs> right. But that's what I did. I got a good deal, so I jumped on it. Yeah. I don't really verify too much, honestly. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's I mean it's I've 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 met several investors who do nothing but flip land. Like that's that's really all they do. And I think it's very cool. I just don't know a whole lot about it, you know. I think the deals on just land and houses, just everything are kind of few and far between right now. Sure. So I think that's caused probably me and a lot of others to just kind of pull back and just kind of save money be cautious sure. and watch for the right thing to pop up that's yeah. what i try to do that's awesome that's very cool yep. well and i'm sure if anybody has a question about, <laughs> about, about investing in land you'll be happy to help happy to help well, sandy this has been awesome thank yes. you so much thank you so thank much for you. sharing and just being open and being honest and and sharing about your journey and, and where you've been um if anybody has any uh questions or yes. something that they would like to reach out to you about where can they find out more information about you or, or reach out to you directly Call me, um, 864-205-6744. Cool. You can email me, sandy.clayton at kw.com. Awesome. Probably the two best ways. That's perfect. Well, thank you, Sandy. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Guys, hopefully you're able to pull a few nuggets out of this. I, I, There's nothing I enjoy more than sitting across the table from agents and realtors. You guys are my people. It's Aww. it's so cool that you guys do the same, ty- same type of stuff that we do here. And um, and I can't, again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you know you being here and, and, and sharing everything. I could talk all you know. day. I know. <laughs> we really could. Just a few more cups of coffee and right? grab lunch. Yeah. <laughs> guys, uh, hopefully you took something from this of value to you. Thank you so much for your time and attention. It means the world to me. Have an incredible day. Go out there and crush it. And I'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this was really helpful to you in your journey of building a business. If you like what you heard, please click subscribe and go to iTunes and give us a rating. That helps us out tremendously when we're producing, hopefully, content of huge value to you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I hope that you have an amazing week. Go out there and crush it. I'll see you soon.